Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. This month we have been talking about prayer. Especially last Sunday, uh, Pastor Robbie has shared with us, never stop praying. Not everyone believes in prayer, but most people do pray. Even people who do not believe in God. For example, I have a quote from an atheist, people who do not believe in God. He said this, For the atheists, such as myself, there is no great change that God is listening or will respond. But that does not matter. One does not need to believe in God for prayer to work. It is possible to be a praying atheist, or quote-unquote, a pray-taste, if you like. People who do not believe in God, people who do not believe that God will respond to their prayer, but yet they still pray. Probably in somehow it brings some kind of benefits to them. Of course, there are also many atheists who do not pray and consider prayer as useless and even has a downside. The following quotations from an atheist writer on the New York Times. He said, while the main purpose of prayer may be to help others, it never demonstrably does that. Prayer benefit only those believers who say or hear them. Prayer gives them comfort. It lets them think they have some control over the situ- a situation that may be out of their hands. It is the last resort of people who have run out of ideas. And the first resort of people who never bother to think about how they could actually fix the problems at hand. This is not harmless. There is a very real downside to praying. It lulls believers into a false sense of accomplishment. We cannot solve our problems, much less the world's, to prayer. Of course, this is not right. This is not correct. And his observation is totally out of touch from what we believe in. As Christians, at times we also struggle with prayer. Not because we do not believe in the power of prayer or the effectiveness of prayer, but maybe other things, the demands of work, pressures of life, busyness of life, maybe because our laziness and even confusions surrounding prayer because of the informations that we have. Even though we believe that prayer is important, even though we know that God wants us to pray. But many are struggling in this matter. Prayer should be something simple, natural to us, but in reality, many Christians struggle with prayer. Some feel do not know how to pray. Even those who pray, sometimes they feel guilty about praying. And prayer is often associated with boredom, confusions, irrelevance in dealing with problems in life, just like the atheist 
who said that for some religions they are prescribed forms of prayer they have time of prayer they have place of prayer but for christians we are accustomed to quote-unquote freedom of prayer we pray anyway we pray anyhow we pray anytime and sometimes this become a confusion to many people this is like when you go to a store with many options and then you ended up going home without buying anything it is like when you want to watch a movie and then you go into this uh, movie app and then because there were so many options to choose from and probably you are so bored of the pretenses in the movie and then you end up going for a swim or a jog or a run so what is pray all about today i will share with you the biblical fundamental of powerful and effective prayer what is the teaching of the bible about this matter i will base my sharing from the scripture from the book of james chapter 5 verse 13 to 18. the niv uh, named this passage of the bible as the prayer of faith the new living, new living translation call it the power of prayer i would like to call it the fundamentals of powerful and effective prayer let's take a look of the scripture is anyone among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing songs of prayer or praise is anyone among you sick let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer over in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. It did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. From this passage of the scripture I found three fundamentals about the powerful and effective prayer number one prayer should be a part of our daily life when james said is anyone among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing songs of prayers is anyone among you sick let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. His intention was not only to instruct believers to do a certain things in a certain circumstances, but it also point us to realize that prayer is part of our daily life. In life it struggles. At times people are in trouble, even in sickness. It is part of our struggles in this life. Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans chapter 8. He said, we know that 
the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoptions of the to sonship, the redemptions of our bodies. Just like this current pandemic, people are groaning more than they call it mental health problems or stress, depressions. Because of the pain and the suffering that the pandemic has brought about, there are many difficult and challenging circumstances in this life, even in the normal circumstances, quote-unquote, where there is no pandemic. And James said that we should pray. It means that prayer should be part of our daily life. We also saw this in Jesus' life. Though he was very busy, there were so many demands in ministry. There were so many needs to be met. There were so many threats and evil schemes that need to be guarded. And teaching and dealing with his own disciples would have caused him sleep and tears. But yet, Jesus made prayer as part of his daily life. Jesus said to his disciples that you should always pray and not give up. Pastor Robbie mentioned about this last week when he shared about never stop. The Lord Jesus taught his disciples not to get tired of praying, not to stop praying, but to keep on praying, make it part of their daily life. Not only that Jesus taught and encouraged his disciples to pray, but he himself, as I mentioned earlier, he was a person who prayed. He is a man of prayer. From the record of the book of Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, Jesus often prayed alone. In the morning he prayed. In Luke chapter 6, the Bible said that he prayed all night long to God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5, the Bible said in his human life, talking about Jesus, he offered prayers and supplications, supplications with wailing and groaning to him who was able to save him from death. Jesus is a man of prayer. He made prayer as part of his daily life. Consider this. Jesus, the Son of God, the living God, Almighty God who came and lived as a mere man, yet he prayed. What about us? What about you and me? Don't you think that we should also make prayer as a part of our daily life? Make it a priority? We don't just pray when we are in church. We don't just pray because our beliefs or religion demands it. We don't just pray because we are in crisis. Pray should be part of our daily life. Whatever the reasons that has made you become lazy to pray or have stopped you from praying, maybe because of the busyness or even demands and pressures of life. But don't let that stop you from praying. The Bible records that 
because so many people came to the Lord Jesus that Jesus and his disciples had absolutely no time to rest nor to eat. It's recorded in the book of Mark chapter 3. So actually, there is no reason for us not to pray anymore. Whatever the situation and the circumstances in our lives, we have to make it a priority. Come on, let's revive our prayer spirit. Either individually, together with the family, or with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Number two, prayer is about relationship. Failing to understand this fundamental will make, become, make it become a burden, a religious duty, and missing the main purpose of prayer. Likewise, broken relationship would damage one's prayer life. Many people think the main purpose of prayer is to get what they want and to solve a certain problems in life, just like what I have quoted from, from the writer of the New York Times, an atheist. Just like the atheists that, that I quoted earlier, for them, prayer is about getting something. And if it doesn't, then pray to them is useless, even harmful. But prayer is much more than that. It's much more than just getting what we want. James wrote, And the prayer over in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The context of this passage, James seems to connecting the sickness and sins. So he was referring to a certain kind of sickness that caused directly, directly by sins. All of sickness in this world is the result of sin to fall of men into sin. But not all of them are directly. We will leave this matter for now as we want to focus on the prayer. Thus, in order for the person to be made well, according to James, the person needs to confess his or her sins to each other, to God. And James said this, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It seems to me that James was talking particular sins. Sins against each other that have broken the relationship they had. This need to be made right. The relationship need to be healed. The broken relationship that caused by sins against each other have to be confessed and forgiven and prayed for. Thus, pray is very much about relationship. Here are some examples how God emphasized on the good relationship between one another in regard to pray and the effectiveness and the power of our prayers. In Matthew chapter 5, the Bible says, Jesus said, Therefore, if you are offering your gifts at the altar, and there, and there remember that your brothers or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Though these verses talk about worship in particular, but it can also be applied to prayer. 
that before we come to God in prayer, that our relationship with other need to be made right. First Peter chapter three verse seven, and this is very interesting. You talk to especially to husband. I believe this one also apply to wife, husband to wife, wife to husbands, and to other each other. The Bible says, husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, and as heir with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayer. See, look at the Bible. It it makes the relationship between husband and wife, wife and husband, as part of very essential of a powerful and effective prayer. If there is problem with the relationship, if there is hatred, if there is sins, if there is mistreatment, it can hinder our prayers. Not only that the relationship with one another is important, but also our relationship with God. In teaching his disciple how to pray, Jesus began with the following words: "Our Father in heaven." We call the Almighty Creator as our Father in heaven, not just a cliche, but it is a reminder of the fact that we are the children of God. All because of God's grace and His love for us, to the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, who came and suffered. He redeem us from sins and make us the children of God. That's what the Bible says, John chapter one verse twelve. That say, to all who receive Him, He gave power to become the children of God. For this reason, when we pray to God, we call Him Father, because prayer is about relationship, our relationship with our heavenly Father. So when we pray. We come to the Lord, express our heart to the Lord, express our love, express our faith in Him. It's the way that we build up the relationship with our heavenly Father, and sins can jeopardize this relationship. So when we come to pray, it's not a matter of getting what we want, but it's about building relationship with our heavenly Father too. The third fundamental. About a powerful and effective prayer, is that prayer is about spiritual matter. We are not physical being who has a spirit, but actually we are a spirit being who dwell in this finite body, a mortal body. One day our bodies will die, but our spirit continue to live on. And at the time of resurrections, we will be given a new heavenly body that would not be sick or die anymore. So our focus should not be just the physical or material world or material needs, but also spiritual. It is also true with prayer because prayer is about spiritual matter the most. James chapter five verse sixteen. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The questions might come to your mind and ask, "But why I have not witnessed the power and the effectiveness of my prayers, 
why God has not answered my prayer all this while? Because often time we are more concerned about our physical dimensions than our spiritual dimension. It is just like what Pastor Robbie was sharing last week that God is more interested in changing our hearts inside, changing us instead of the circumstances. Praying for our spiritual need is the tangible way of having a powerful and effective prayer. Praying for physical needs is something that is good and pleasing to God too. Don't get me wrong. But let's not just stop there. We must, we must also pray for spiritual needs. The term that used by Jesus in the Lord's Prayer, He said, And forgive us of our iniquities as we also forgive those who have wronged us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus was talking about our spiritual needs. Our spiritual need that need to be restored, our relationship need to be restored, the protection of God, that God will give us the power to overcome sins. One of the main needs of human life is to receive forgiveness from God. And so that our conscience becomes clean and clear, not feeling guilty or accused. And the other spiritual need is that we do not give the devil uh, opportunity to attack and destroy our faith. Our spiritual need is also closely related to a change in the attitudes of our heart that is willing to forgive others. The spiritual need is like a double-edged sword. Our humility before God to get His forgiveness and also opening our hearts so that God's love and grace and forgiveness will also flow through our lives to others by forgiving those who have wronged us. The Bible says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Other spiritual needs is in terms of spiritual warfare. By saying, do not lead us into temptation, it means we, uh, we ask God to give us the spiritual strength so that we do not yield to the pressures of temptations of sins and protections from the attack of the enemy. The Bible reminds us that the devil, our enemy, is like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. Ephesians chapter 6 reminds us that our war is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities, against the powers, against the lures of the dark world, against the devil's uh, evil spirit of the air. This means, this means that we must pray that God's protection upon ourselves, upon our families, upon our loved ones. Not to protect us just our physical being, but our spiritual being, our faith. We also pray that the Holy Spirit will give us grant us the gifts of the Holy Spirit and also the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can serve God effectively, become powerful witness of God. Jesus said, Which of our, your fathers, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, 
Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit, fill you with the Holy Spirit each and every day of your life. Ask the Father to give you the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that you become a strong and powerful believers and overcome every circumstances of your life. As a conclusion, we should pray. We all should pray. After declaring that the prayer of a righteous is a righteous person is powerful and effective, James follow up with the example in the Old Testament, the prophet Elijah. He said in the first 17 and 18, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. We pray, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. That say it all. Elijah was a human being just like you and me. He has his struggle, he has his weaknesses, he has his problem, probably even sins. His prayer was powerful and effective, not because he was someone special, not because just he was a prophet. He was just like you and me. I am sure each of us believes in the importance of prayer. How great the power of prayer and we must keep on praying. However, there are certain reasons that probably uh, you and me know about it that make us stop praying, ignore our prayer life. My hope and my praise are that we all will rise up once again to pray again. Revive our prayer life. Remember, prayer should be part of our daily life. It is not just about uh, our religious duty. Pray is about relationship, being renewed inwardly, that our relationship with each other can be restored, our relationship with our Heavenly Father can be nourished. Pray is about spiritual matter, not just getting our physical needs and wants, but more importantly that we will be living in an overcoming spiritual life, become effective witness of Christ on this earth. As our Heavenly Father fill us with His Holy Spirit and give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me close with this verse of the Bible. The Bible says, To Him who is able to do more than we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us, to Him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I hope you have been blessed through the words of the Lord. Before we close, I'd like to remind you that next Sunday is a combined English-Indonesian service at 10 a.m. live through Zoom. I hope that you will join us. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the time of worship. We thank you for the time of fellowship. We thank you for this opportunity that we can Listen to the words of the Lord. I pray that the words of the Lord will grow in us. And most importantly, that we will rise up again to pray. Father, we thank you for today. Bless you people. Bless your church. Open up the gates of heaven 
and bless them abundantly in every areas of their life, the family, the work, the study, the relationship with one another, especially their spiritual life. Father, we pray that you will continue to protect your people, that your kingdom come, your will be done, your perfect will. Thank you, Father. Would you please lift up both your hand, receive the blessings of the Lord. May the blessing of Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your attention. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week ahead. God bless you. is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.